internet welcome back to the cable trash cast tonight we have a special episode where we actually have a completely famous animator with us tonight called hannah park she worked on the diary diary of a wimpy kid roger rules movie uh streaming now on disney plus so uh introduce yourself people so uh guess first hello um, I was an animator on Roderick Rules. Uh, it's my first movie. It's my my only claim to fame. Um, it's nice to nice to be on the podcast. Hi, Alex. What are we introductions again? Right, it's yeah. been a while. Um, introductions. So, uh, Alex. Uh, I'm Alex the Menace. Uh, I, that's kind of my name I go by in most places. So I don't know. You can find me. I do art. Uh, and uh, I don't know, I'm just around. Okay, Foil. Oh, uh, my name is uh, Royal Foil, and I also do art. And, um, you know, I got Instagram, Redbubble, Teespring, you know, open a new art station account. You know, so uh, check it out. And Twitter will put it in the description. If I remember, yeah. Oh. Jedi. Hello, I am the Jedi Sonic. I do not draw art, despite an OC. Do not be fooled. In fact, I am one of those gamers. Where my real kind of fame is on a website that looks like it's stuck in the mid nineties. Newgrounds? No, different. Uh, different nineties website. (laughs) Okay, but also before we start. We have a secret sixth guest and one of my brothers, Algernay Gonzalez. Say hi, Algernay Gonzalez. Hey, amigo. <laughs> He's a pretty are funny you, song. Are you really... Are you doing a nostalgia critic right now? Get out of here. <laughs> no worries. That was just a joke. Oh, oh right. Kicked out. Kicked out of podcast. Never returned. Boo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's my gamer blood. Okay, we gamer blood. Anyway, okay, but anyways, ah, uh-huh. you were gonna say something, Jedi. Uh, but Uh-oh. but being serious, yeah, I am more on the gaming side. So, but it's not like I'm not interested. So I do have a few questions. Okay. For cheese. For me. We'll yeah. Get, we'll we'll get on to with that. Uh, and before we start, we're like the first question is cheese. Do you have any any social media you want to uh, shout out? Uh, since you mentioned it, sure. Uh, I'm pretty active on Instagram, so it's a kind of a chronic addiction. Um, I'm okay though. I, I promise. Twenty four seven on Instagram. <laughs> no, uh, that's that's actually true. That's sad. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm pretty active on Instagram. I, I post um, pretty often. Um, you can follow me for both my art, uh, whether it's drawings or 3D art, animation, because I do it all. Um, that's pretty much the only social media I regularly visit. So I feel like that's the only one that um, is really going to be relevant. So thank you. Okay, cool. And now. Now we can just begin with like the more formal questions. Let's do this. Uh, so to start off uh, easy, well, an easy question is what uh, 
what software you use and what animation methods are you most familiar with? Um, well, the industry standard is Maya. Uh, I don't really know if that's a commonly known fact, but pretty much every uh, studio uses Autodesk Maya. Um, they tend to have their own version of Maya, which means they have like their own tools coded in and stuff. Um, I, I don't really know entirely what you mean by animation method. Do you mean like my preferred style? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if I'm answering the question correctly, but hopefully it'll still be interesting. I did start out doing digital 2D because that was like the easiest thing to kind of get into as a kid. I, I started actually, I don't know if I'm going too far back, but I started with Flipnote on the DSi. Um, oh, nice. Wow. Memories. <laughs> DSi, second. oh my God. Uh, 100 by 100, it's a little bigger than that, but 100 by 100 resolution. Um, and, then I, and then I went on to Adobe Flash. Uh, my mom got me, my mom and dad got me a bamboo tablet, which was, I think, about the size of two smartphones. And I started using Adobe Flash. And at first when I started using it, it was really weird because the default uh, frame rate was 24 frames per second when I was so used to 12. Um, so yeah, uh, from there I went to college and learned how to animate traditionally. And now I hate digital animation because I realized that when I was doing animation digitally, I was skipping straight to cleanup. I don't know, for some reason, um, it always bothered me doing rough on digital, but with paper, I realized I could be as rough as I wanted. Mm. I don't I care how messy it looked. I uh, feel that. Yeah. Strange. I have the inverse effect. I, I feel like I, I can be messier on digital. That's it's hard. Uh, I don't know. I, I relate to it personally. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't know. It's just like I have this impulse of like trying to be well, sorry, it's not about me. Continue. Oh, <laughs> no. go on, go on, Alex. Alex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh no, no, every voice see. matters. Go on. Uh, just the oh, impulse to be like, um, like in the digital, like, oh, I have to like immediately make it look like, you know, I'll do like a rough sketch and then like I'll do the thing, but then I like polish it and make like clean. clean, super clean and keep yeah. going over and over and over every little line. It's like, no, there's like a little, little pixel sticking out. I don't like that. Or, Versus with, again, with paper, what you were saying, it's just, you know, like, oh, it's okay if I'm a little rough and, you know, whatever, like, I can, you know, it's, I don't know, I'm quicker. It's gonna look fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm quicker with uh, traditional because of that, but at the same time, I don't, except for colors, colors are way, it's way faster to do digitally, but, yeah. Well, I mean, I've never even done traditional color. I I don't feel like I'd have the patience for that, because, like, if you want to do traditional color don't you have to like ink clear cells and paint on the back of them with like real paint yeah right like no way i don't i love traditional animation but i, I could never do that oh, i just meant like paint like <laughs> traditional <laughs> art in general but no uh, okay. oh but like painting uh like oil or acrylic or stuff like that i had to but, do yeah. all that for art school oh, oh yeah okay. watercolor is painful <laughs> oh yeah i can't oh, yeah, I, I, I forgot it all though <laughs> Uh, um and i didn't actually start doing cgi until college it actually uh, took me quite a while to get into it at first when i started 
I, I was doing it only because I had to for my classes. And I was like, this sucks. I don't understand anything. Um, I, I remember my ZBrush class. Uh, I was working on my first character model for the class. And I just had so many six-pointed stars. I don't know if any CGI artists know what I mean. But basically, my, uh, my teacher look, took a look at my model. And he was friggin' pulling his hair out because I didn't understand. And he was upset with the horrible <laughs> topology. Yes, I didn't know what that was. Um, topology. And, and this is funny, not to go on too long of a tangent, but I still message him. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows of him. His name is Glenn Miller. Um, some of the stuff that he worked on is Titanic. He did the ship CGI for the, the ship. Uh, he worked on Jimmy Neutron, the movie. I'm sure there's like tons of other oh, stuff. Nice. Those are the two notable just, ones. I was just watching the behind the scenes for <laughs> Titanic not long ago, and they were talking oh. about the CGI. So I may have, I may have actually seen him in the name. There's like a million names in that movie, so I may have just not remembered. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if it was CGI stuff, then I probably saw his name or him pop up. That's cool, yeah. though. Yeah, no yeah, more. but um, he was That's great. Cool. Uh, actually. Uh, when I found out that I wasn't going to be able to animate my own characters in CGI unless I model them, bring them myself, uh, I was like, okay, I don't like rigging. Modeling is okay, but the only reason why I rig is so I can animate my own characters. Uh, he, he, um, when I told him that I wanted to rig, he looked at me like I was crazy. Not because I sucked. Well, maybe because I sucked. <laughs> but um, he he basically said, uh, sweet child, do not go near the thing that is called weight painting, <laughs> or you will never be the same. And he made it sound super scary. Um, because it is scary. Yeah. Weight painting <laughs> changes you. It does. But I've done it so much now. Uh, <laughs> long story short, um, three... Three years later, um, I am a CGI animator at a Canadian studio, and I rig, model, and animate for fun. So that is my animation history. For fun. Thank Ew, you. Animation Thank for fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like kind of maybe be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see. And then, um, so what's your career goal as an animator? My career goal? Um, well, I feel like partially I've already reached my goal because my goal was to be an animator. <laughs> well, I mean, to be an animator and get paid for it because yeah, yeah. I love animating and I knew that it's what I wanted to do. So basically everything I've done to this point has just been to be able to get an animation job that I can make a living off of. Um, so since that goal is already met, uh, which I am happy about, I don't need to play that. Um, from you were cutting no, out no, no. a little bit there. Oh, oh no! Um, can you hear me now? Or yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I don't really know why. But I would say that my goals now are just to get more animation jobs and to get paid more for my jobs. 
Because with an entry-level position, like, yeah, my salary isn't going to be the highest. It's like my first job. But um, (laughs) I'm only 24. But I would say that uh, my personal goals, my, my, like, Little my little goals, I guess, would be to learn blender. <laughs> learn blender more, probably. The 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 actual good 3D software. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> excuse me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tuner, I'm mad. Tuner, you're gonna get them blacklisted. Stop we're gonna talking. Start a war. <laughs> what actually no, don't um I'm gonna I, I, I'm I, get myself blacklisted. I have blackmail on you because I know that what you did. The fact that she's on this podcast right now is uh, wait. What did I do? What no, you don't, don't answer that. <laughs> You've done everything. I I'm only here because I blackmailed him. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yes. Put me in this yeah. podcast that uh, only two people watch. Yeah, I saw your views. I know. <laughs> I used to have more views, but I slowed down oh. on the videos. You only have two podcasts on your channel. Oh, uh, I have it. There's more videos on <laughs> my my other yeah, channel. You, okay. And I made a yeah, I made a moved. new channel recently for it. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, this is. I shouldn't be. Um, being rude about the podcast. No, that doesn't okay. worry. I'm rude about Move it. Move on to the next question. Next one. The, the, the... Tuner, why do you suck? Next question. Tuner, why, why are you not building cheese? Why am I not famous yet? <laughs> Let's see. You, you partially... Well, you kind of answered this I'm one. Famous. Uh-huh. The, the... Why... Why... Do you like being an animator? This kind of makes me want to talk about another point, like a little thought that I got. And I feel like already everyone knows this, but I feel like the reason why uh, animators and artists in general uh, do what they do is because they like the art. Like you don't become an animator to make money. You don't become like an animator to get a ton of money, which may be the case for like people who go into computer science or medicine, which um, I don't mean to like, I don't mean any offense to those careers. It's just that um, animators, animation isn't really known for being a a very well-paying position, especially if you're someone like me who just does like a part of it. So to me, I feel like the only, like the main reason why people become animators or artists is because they like animating and doing art. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, makes Mm -hmm. sense. It's very, very insightful. But but, um, I think because when you said, uh, like, why would you want to become an animator? Uh, I don't know. It's cool, man. I like to um, I like to make this one line wiggle frame by frame. You do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it does feel like masochism sometimes. I will admit, but you know, it's worth it. Okay. Uh, then, mm-hmm. what scenes do you work on? In, in- All right, so. 
I don't know if YouTube will like destroy copyright your video for this, or even if you want to put it in the upper, which if you don't, I understand. You don't have to. But um, I don't mind if you put part of the uh, animation I'm talking about in your podcast if you want to. The first scene that I worked on was that scene. I don't know if anyone listening to this has seen the movie. I'm just going to ask, like, act like you did because it's not going to make any sense if I don't. Yeah. Spo- the scene after. Which movie? <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, guys. The scene after uh, Roderick puts his clothes on and uh-huh. he's uh, walking into the kitchen to get his bowl out. Um, and that entire scene where um, Roderick is telling Rowley to come over and help set up the party. Um, and then when he actually sends out the party invite on his phone, where Greg is like looking at his phone all amazed that he has like 50 plus people in his group chat. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, why do you have so many friends? And Roderick's like, it's called popularity. You you freaking dingus. And he like sends the text oh, message wow. and he walks away like all giga chat. That, I did that. I did that, all that. Um, Towards the Uh-oh. end, there was a few primary shots that I, I didn't set up the poses for, but um, the majority of it was me. Uh, it's really cool because I think that's actually the only sequence in the film which I did more than two back-to-back. Um, organization for the movie uh, was quite messy when it came to assigning shots to artists. Um, I don't think they meant for it to be like that. It just kind of ended up being like that, where... Um, shots were uh, constantly being pushed and passed around. So it was a little hard to find good things for my demo. Um, Other than that scene, I also did a few shots towards the end of the movie at the talent show scene. Um, None of the really cool band shots. um, I did not want to touch those. First of all, we needed to make it so they were actually playing the music. Like we had to animate it so they were, looked like they were actually doing what they were doing. Uh, which I knew that I couldn't do. Um, so the scenes before the concert starts, mm-hmm. Greg is about to oh. go on stage with his drumsticks, about to upstage his brother, but his brother doesn't know it. Uh, I did the whole sequence where he looks at his his family and he's like, I got to go get ready for the talent show. And his family is like congratulating him. Um, and then it stops on Roderick and he like looks at Greg and he's like, basically uh, says, calls him a loser before he goes on stage and makes Greg angry. And he like just barges into the camera with the drumsticks in hand. I did that sequence. And I think one shot after that, it's like this one shot of his family. family. (laughs) This is a very small and significant detail, but I really liked it. I, uh, Manny claps in that scene where, uh, he's just clapping because the talent show announcer is announcing something. Uh, that wasn't in the storyboard. Um, I just added that because I thought it would be cute. And mm-hmm. after that, yeah. they added in a clapping foley after I animated him clapping. So it was kind of cool Ooh. to like be able to be the one who makes someone do something for once. Because <laughs> usually it's the other way around. <laughs> so that was a little detail I liked. Um, Power. Yeah, no. <laughs> Other scenes. Whoa. There Whoa, are plenty is- of scenes that I helped touch up and 
fix, but I can't really say that I did that because I didn't do most of it. I did a few lip syncing things for the for the the party scene with all the teenagers. Um, I oh my gosh, okay, so I was on crowd control too. So I helped um, kind of build up the library of background character animations, mostly clapping and cheering uh, because we needed a lot of that for the for the um, the talent show scene. Um, mm. So I did that. If you see anyone clapping, chances are that I animated that. Um, if you see anyone headbanging, whether it's in Roderick's party or the concert at the end, I animated that. They they use the headbanging animation so much that I was worried that they would think that we were recycling so much. <laughs> I only made one headbanging animation. <laughs> how, how does it feel to uh, be to be the sole reason Jeff Kinney uh, has uh, a home, has money to, I, I can't talk. <laughs> uh, Jeff Kinney, like how, whatever, how does it feel to be the sole reason Jeff Kinney has income? Oh, that's <laughs> funny, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if I'm being honest, it's, it's a pretty big honor just to be a part of this project because I know that I mean, I'm pretty positive that he's very happy with the work we're doing. Um, he's stated multiple times that he wants pretty much every single one of his books to be turned into a movie. And I don't think he's going to stop until people tell him to stop. So um, I'm already, we're already working on movie uh, three. I'm not allowed to say anything about it, but it has been announced, so I can't say it exists. And we are uh, working on it. Uh, so uh, I was... Uh -huh. well, actually, cool question. Question. Last or whatever, but oh, actually a quick cool question about it. Uh, mm -hmm. Does it have Greek heavily in it? Disney has a gun pointed at them as we as for the I will say it is it. definitely a movie that will exist. Actually, I can't even say that because who knows. <laughs> It, it's announced, enough. but that's it. Anyway, yeah. Um, in fact, I I was just working on it today because that's my life. <laughs> yeah. But you know, this honestly, it kind of remind it kind of reminded me of like the story of the guy who worked in the what was it Atari thing, where he's like, ah, uh, yes, I put myself up to the challenge. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? Sorry. Anyway, uh, what are you talking about? This, to continue on, just uh, oh. the it's a very impressive uh, catalog. Like for beginner animator, you worked on a a a lot of, a lot of scenes. Well, it's pretty awesome. Um, I mean, I, I do think that it was pretty cool that I got um, a position like at an actual cartoon studio for my first job. I've never had an internship. Um, I pretty much only done one freelance gig with no pay. Um, but Mardell, like, I don't know if it's because they want to curate like animation talent. They, um, they reached out to me, first of all, someone who's never really done anything. I just graduated from college. But what's also cool is that when I actually went into the studio, I met some co-workers of mine uh, that had just, they had not even graduated 
from college yet. I mean, technically, I guess they did, but they hadn't had their graduation ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they were like directly, they had their eyes on these kids. They were like, okay, what, what college students can we instantly snatch up to come work for our studio? So I don't know if that's just something they do or something, but I, I just think it's really cool that they're um, giving like young people like such a great opportunity. Um, one of my coworkers, actually, he's fresh out of college as well. Um, I used to think I was the youngest person working at Bardell. Uh, these kids are 21. <laughs> Damn. And so, yeah. Wish, wish my college got that treatment. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go to Canada. Okay. Then. Oh, wait. Oh, so you're in Vancouver then, right? I presume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, I, cool. I went there. I actually, I'm staying in California at the moment, just visiting my family, but I, I have lived in Vancouver for a while. They really wanted me to come over and people didn't really understand why my studio wanted me to come over so badly because when I first started working, everything was still online. Like a studio wasn't even open. So I guess technically it didn't make a difference. I think that every time someone like an HR representative gets an employee to move to Vancouver, they like get a raise or something because they're very insistent on their employees actually living in Vancouver. While I was in America, I was on something called an independent contractor. I don't know what that means, but it's different from like an employment. And I think they were making less money or something. (laughs) Independent contractors, so basically, you can surprise you by project basis. Yeah, I mean, they're not actually like officially part of the company and whatever. Yeah, so as soon as I moved to Vancouver, um, it was another contract. So I just some like contracts. When when I was a contractor, I just I got paid the same, but I didn't get the same benefits as a regular employees. Yeah, me too. Um, now that I am in Vancouver, I do get benefits. They're not the best benefits, but at least they exist. <laughs> No, no, um, no shade to the company. I mean, obviously, I'm only a first year employee. I, I understand. Uh, just uh, 350 an hour, no dental, no, no medical. We have dental. <laughs> Damn, no, no, hold on. no breaks, uh, 12 Dang, hour work days. Okay. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I enjoy, um, <laughs> The company events more than the benefits. I won't lie. Yeah, I I don't, I don't actually know the company. It's probably like very very nice to work in. Ardell Entertainment. Uh, they do a lot of shows. They they've probably done stuff that you've seen. They yeah. went to Rick and Morty. Um, they did Bob's Burgers for a while. They were making Teen Titans Go. Not really fan of Hallmark stuff. Uh, <laughs> they they're working on um a bunch of shows that I can't even talk about. Okay, go on. Tell us your secrets. Oh. <laughs> we need to know the industry secrets. No, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> the Fortnite TV show. Okay. Oh my god, dude. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if they did make one. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that they would make. <laughs> so, and then, like, alas, so how long, how long did those scenes uh, take you? It's kind of hard to remember. Um, I'm pretty sure it took months. Another reason why it's so hard for me to say how long it took is because they got passed around a lot to different artists. 
And some of them would just take like kind of sit in purgatory until someone would realize something wrong with them and uh, they'd get fixed. Um, if I had to guess, I would say a rough estimate uh, would probably be like three to four weeks, which is a long time. It shouldn't take that long. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it should. It's kind of hard for me to judge. That's kind of a hard question to answer, but I think maybe like half a month to a month would be an estimate. Half a month to a month for like yeah, all, like two all, or four weeks. All the scenes you worked on, okay. Oh, all the scenes I worked on, no, because I had to help with basically almost everything. There is a sprinkle of Hannah Park in like seventy percent of all the shots you see in Roger Rules, whether it be like a background crowd animation I did. Or just like a minor tweak I made, or like um, like an actual scene that I worked on. Like I was there the entire time. Um, I mean, people just don't leave in the middle of a project. I mean, sometimes they do, but typically they don't. So if you if you mean like how long did I work on the movie, I would say as long as it was in production. <laughs> I was there like at the last weeks of the movie before like. I was there for retakes, like uh, everyone else was gone. I was the only one doing stuff, you know? I was like the last lone soldier working on like, tiny little details to fix here and there, like technical issues. So. This only what confirms is- what I said about Jeff Kinney owing you um, his life. <laughs> <laughs> he owes me. He, I don't even know, okay, because I have gotten a few like recognitions from him on Instagram. Like I, I, I said I worked on the movie. I, I posted a video of myself reacting to my credit in the movie, and he saw it. I don't even know if it's him, okay? For all I know, it could be his kid. It could be somebody's paying to manage a social media account. <laughs> I, I think he's actually legit active on it, though. Um, so. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, if he if he listens to this podcast and he wants to say <laughs> something, let us know, Jeff Kinney, if you're actually running the Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Are you gonna put uh, Roger rules in the thumbnail for this tuner? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You might actually get some, no, that's, that's a me. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you might actually get some view. <laughs> I might. I wow. finally, actually. finally, I get more than five views. Yeah. <laughs> You'll so, get seven. Yeah. This podcast is more of a hobby. I need, I got like 20 other different projects to work on. Yeah, I know. Then that's like all the, all my animation questions. Uh, any of you guys have any any oh, questions? I got one, if you don't mind, go ahead. Just one. Okay, so I know with like animation, there's like this whole like uh, there's like the part where you're like doing the animation. There's also like a storyboard thing. Do you ever like have communication with the storyboard? Oh. Any member of the storyboard team? Oh man. Okay, so this is a very good question. I don't really know how it is in other studios, but for my studio, we never talk every single division of the the project has their own group chat they have their own team meetings where no one else is invited when i have team meetings it's only the animation people um when people in the storyboarding department have meetings it's only the storyboarding people and that's the same for design who make all of the concept art like the people who render people who composite it's very segregated 
Um, I guess that's just how it is, because I guess on a practical level, uh, it just isn't efficient to, like, have big congregations. But, you know, sometimes I feel like it would be really useful, because I, I don't say this uh, to disrespect anyone, because I know everyone is working, like, very hard, and they're just doing what they're told to do. But uh, for our... Um, layout uh, pass, we had to do a lot of rearranging of scenes. Uh, the storyboards had to be changed a lot. And instead of the storyboards actually being changed, a lot of it was just changed in the layout stage. So I feel like there wasn't a lot of communication going on uh, there. Sometimes like when stuff like that happens, I feel like we could benefit from, you know, knowing people on the other departments exist. Uh, it was really kind of interesting because I um, actually got to meet someone on the design team uh, while I was working in the actual office. Like I went into work that day and I was just going to do my thing and start animating some like lollipop flesh demons. And I looked behind me and one of my coworkers that I've never seen before is working on like the concept art for one of our scenes. And I look over and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the thing I'm working on. And I like super nicely introduced myself because it's super cool to see people who are working on other things. Because even though I never talk to these people, I am constantly looking to see all the work they do. We have um, an overview page at work where every single submission, whether it be an animation clip or a model they made or a concept art thing they did, uh, it just shows up in the feed. And I am always on the feed just looking at everything because um, I want to see what people are making. Mm -hmm. And there's this one uh, concept art illustration that that I absolutely adore. Like, there's just so many little details that I love. And it's so funny and so great. And I, of course, I had no idea who made it. And even if I looked through their name, I didn't know who they were. And like that kind of went on for a couple of weeks and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm never going to meet whoever made this. And um, sure enough, I go into work one day and I look over my shoulder and I see, um, and I see someone working on it on their Cintiq and I'm like, oh my God, are you the genius behind this wonderful concept art? <laughs> I just flat out say that to her. And like, I just keep on praising her for it. Like, this is so great. This is awesome. I'm so glad I finally got to meet the person who did this. Thank you. So yeah, to answer your question, we don't really communicate that much. Uh, maybe other studios is different, but yeah, no, not really. <laughs> So I'm guessing when it comes to uh, when it comes to like what you what stuff you're given to do, it's just sort of like emailed or something or like yeah. Um, well, I feel like a big part of the communication between departments relies on directors and project managers. I'm pretty sure the only people who actually get to talk to all of the different departments are the project managers. Yeah, the managers. They relay stuff. They, like, let us know crap. Like, they, they're on it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I asked this, I asked, I asked this question since uh, the closest I've gotten to this thus far, aside from a few, like, research projects in college, was I was in a robotics team, and mm -hmm. we also, I guess I know it doesn't sound comparable at all. <laughs> it kind of is, because... 
because there's also departments but yeah like obviously but we like like talk between teams a bit more often Mm, yeah but obviously that's because it's just the high school (laughs) well i mean in high school it may have been different i don't really know Mm -hmm. how to compare yeah it is i guess this is like this is like oh you're an actual job (laughs) we all have to deal with managers yeah it's not like uh, high school you're all in a fucking shop class (laughs) yep but i was just curious about that uh, oh no yeah no i totally if you have any other questions like Anyone happy to answer this? Oh, I got, I got well, speaking about oh. the speaking about the flesh puppet thing, oh. what uh flesh lollipops, why was the why was it flesh lollipops? Why why was it 3D <laughs> instead of a 2D simple artwork like the books? Or asking me that too. I don't you? know. I'm just <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure. Uh well, it is really hard for me to answer that question. I think that Bardell really succeeded in even making something that resembled the 2D illustrations that wasn't completely demonic to the eyes. It's a little demonic. It takes a little bit to get used to. But just the fact that they made something that you could kind of get on board with is amazing to me. Because when you look at the deep, the Diary of Kid drawings, you're like, that's the last thing I think would look good in 3D. <laughs> I don't know why they did it. Yeah, but, but like the live action. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. It's fine. Oh, no, I was saying that like the live, from what I heard, the live action movies, when they had those 2D parts, apparently they were in 3D. And uh, you're cutting out a bit. Foil, you're, cut, you're cutting out. You're becoming a robot. <laughs> Oh, I was talking about um, you know, in the live action movies, they have those parts where it's like um, yeah, the book like they appear in two D, but they're in three D. Yeah, and I was yeah. wondering how exactly did they? Why couldn't they I just do know. that for this movie? They they made those movies when I was ten years old, man. I don't know how they did it. My like, best like guess, which movies? uh, the live you action, know, live action movies. Oh, oh, my bad. Right, yes. There you go. My best guess for why they didn't do the book style was probably because it was too expensive. If you go back and actually watch the, which is ridiculous, I don't really know. There's no like good reason I have, but if I had to take a guess, if I look at the animation they did for the live action movies during the 2D segment, it has no (laughs) reason to look as good as it does. Like it looks 2D and it's super smooth. I don't understand, like what? Um, yeah, it's also like this wiggle motion. That yeah, yeah, it's very fluid and wavy. Um, it's not, it doesn't look static at all. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like they reasonably couldn't have made it look that good on a TV show. Um, it may have something to do with money. It may have something to do with, uh, I don't uh, just like per- per- preference. Like for all we know, it might have been, it may have been Jeff. Who said, okay, let's make 3D instead of like, let's do 2D? Um, I don't let's really have a good answer flesh. for that. <laughs> what? Let's give him flesh. Oh, yeah. Reason. Greg Fleshley. Let's do it. <laughs> Greg Fleshley. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Uh, <laughs> I played the fishes. <laughs> Any other questions? Uh, I have one. I want to spoil and everyone else is done. Okay, what's up? Go ahead, oh. Go ahead Alex. See? Uh, uh, I was just kind of wondering from my from my world, at least. Uh, uh, so who do you... Because like there's a director or I guess someone who oversees the project um, yep. for the whole film. Um, how much, at least in animation, how much communication is there, at least in your position between like the director or do you have to like answer or do you like answer more specifically from like, um, I don't know, like uh, someone specifically in your department or like, you know, a producer, well, not the producer, my bad. Um, I don't know. I was just, just wondering how communication is like between, yeah. you know, the, the director and uh, yeah. you. So I have, we uh, animators have something called supervisors. Supervisors are basically just animators, but they tell the other animators what to do and they relay stuff back to like the animation manager. Um, the animation that I submit has to be approved by my supervisor before the animation ma manager can see it. That's usually how it goes. Once the animation manager approves that, it goes to the directors and they see it. Um, depending on what the directors say, it'll get knocked back or it'll get approved and it'll be shown to the clients. The clients in this case are Disney. So I don't really know what happens past Disney. It kind of goes like too far out of my reach at that point. I have a pretty good communication with my directors, I would say. Um, I get to have meetings with them occasionally. Um, if there is something that they feel like would be difficult to explain over relays of messages, they will pull you into Zoom meetings or video calls and they will like explain it to you in person. Um, we have two directors. We have uh, Luke Kamira, I, I believe his name. I, I'm so sorry if I'm saying it wrong. We also have um, Gino Nichelle. Um, so they, they uh, as far as I know, those two guys are, they contact, they're in contact with Disney. So it is a very multi-layered um, pipeline. A lot of like passes, like stages to pass, which is why I always get so anxious. Like even after like my supervisor will approve a scene of mine that I've been working on for like hours. And I'd be like, phew, it's approved. But what if they like don't like it? What if this guy doesn't like it? What if they... <laughs> it's like a bunch of levels I have to pass. So that's basically how it works. Uh, this is kind of irrelevant, but I just want to say Gino is so cool. <laughs> He's one of the directors. I actually got to see him like in person for the first time when our studio first opened. Uh, he's so cool. He, um, he brought his dog a few times. He has this adorable golden retriever puppy uh, who I got to pet. So That's yeah, he, he's a really neat guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was just wondering just cause uh, um, from like, I come from the world of like live action. So I was just kind of curious because I've always been curious like how it works with animation. Cause I know it's like the same thing, but it's, there's certain differences and I never really know like how like uh, it works. There's just, there's always little like micromanagement type stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, but uh, thank you. I was, I was curious. You're welcome. Yeah. Any, anybody else has any other questions? I mean, I do have one question. Go ahead for them. 
I'm all ears. Okie dokie. Okay, so um, you know how like let's see, when you're trying to test the rigs of the models, like yep. you ever try to like toy around with them? Like you know that one clip with um Handy Mandy where it's like he has a lightsaber and it's from one of the animators. Like you ever have like one of those clips where you've probably done that, I guess? Uh okay. Well, we do have something called rig testing, and it's basically just the stock animation that all of the rigs go through where they push the limits of the rig and it looks freaking wacky as hell. It's really funny. But the purpose of it is just to like show deformations and how and how things move and stuff. Um, I'm not really in the rigging department, so I'm pretty sure that they do all the testing. If they do something funny for testing purposes, I'm pretty sure it stays with them. Sometimes yeah, I good. will do stuff with the models that just for fun. Actually, um, during the beginning of my, my job at Bardell, one of the first things I did was use one of the Wimpy Kid background characters and like model over it so it looked kind of like me and then made that my profile picture at work. <laughs> so I, I did something like that, which, which was fun. Um, I did do one video that was just basically Greg's little hair tuft spinning around. And I and I, like um I did a play blast of his hair just spinning around and I added the vine sauce speen sound effect over it, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. I'm not I don't I'm not allowed to show that video to anyone, but I just have it on my phone. Oh. Just, I can't, I'm not allowed to, because technically it belongs to Disney. I'm not allowed to, like, show people things that wasn't in the movie. Just sad. Uh, darn. Well, speaking on that, there is a couple, like, animations that I did and I like, but I wasn't able to show, because it didn't end up in the film. And anything that doesn't end up in the film, I'm not allowed to show. Uh, I have two animations, because in the beginning of the project... Um, I was tasked with doing a ton of background characters, which I did mention earlier. Um, but a few of the background animations that were not used were fangirling cycles. Um, there was one uh, where she was basically fangirling, like really hard. Uh, there was two of them, actually. And I really liked how they turned out, but they weren't used in the movie. I just I thought it'd be funny if the teen girls were like really, really fangirling super hard at Lola Diver. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking going into it. Unfortunately, they will never see the light of day. It's just that reality for a lot of these things. Release the behind the scene footage. I can't. I'm sorry. Release, it's out of my release. hands. Make it a hashtag for so Disney notices hashtag release the cheese cut. No. Release the cheese cut. <laughs> cheese cut. <laughs> oh God, that's funny. A funny thing that I did with the models, I guess technically, as I named all the background. Um, they made a lot of really cute character designs for the the teenager background characters. They were just kind of there to fill up the scene during a Roger's party and the talent show. But there's some really cute designs. So I gave them all names. Um, <laughs> I still remember them all, too. What are their names? Tell us their um, names. So um, <laughs> I named uh, the big the big uh, Mexican uh, goth girl. Her name, I named her Claudia. But her real name, according to the, the brochure that Greg holds, her name is Erica Hernandez. But like that was before... She got a name, so her, to me, she's Claudia. 
Uh, the girl with the pastel pink and blue hair's name is Shannon. She's actually the first character that I got to animate. Um, the girl that has the uh, the big nose and the spiky hair and the tank top. Uh, her name was I didn't name her. I think they named her Crystal. No, no, no. That was the that was the beanie girl. Uh, there were so many. Um, I know that like Muppet Mouth girl with the orange hair and the striped tank top. Her name was Mindy. 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 Yeah. There's this one character uh, who has a, a, a sweater that just has big, basic block letters on it. When I first saw like that, her T-shirt had that design. I thought it was so funny, but I'm pretty sure no one that's watched the movie has noticed that her shirt says that. <laughs> I but her, I, I named her Gemma because for some reason she looked a, like a Gemma to me. Oh, I thought this is like a girl version of Germa's of name. Germa. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> poor Gemma. Germa, actually, I can see the resemblance. Wait, no. <laughs> Any other questions, guys? Nah. Not for now. Not for now? Okay. Almost we're done. But, yeah. Uh... If you ran out of things to say, then we're no, done. Well, let's just see. The other questions are just about the movie, like generic questions about the movie. Like, sure. Like how how much did you like the movie? Uh, I liked it. <laughs> you got you got to give it a ten out of ten, or Disney fires you. I liked you. it. Um, I don't know. For me, I I feel like it's really hard for me to. I don't think it's fair for me to say how good the movie is because I freaking worked on it. But I do think it's a it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, comparing this to the last one, um, it is longer. Uh, the rendering quality does look nicer. The ratings are higher, which I am genuinely surprised by. When I went on Rotten Tomatoes and I saw that this had like a 76% audience score, I was genuinely surprised. I'm like... Ellis Mark couldn't get people to hate it this time. The first movie oh, had oh. like a twenty nine percent. Oh, I was actually gonna say, and I, you said the render, the rendering is better or something like that this time around. Yeah, like it's yeah. longer. Yeah, I noticed it looked nicer this movie than the last one, which I don't know if you worked on that one, but it did look nicer. No, I did not uh, work on the first one. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna uh, assume you're the, you're the sole reason. Yeah, it yeah, looks that, better that, this time. that's why it looks nicer because dark cheese, dark cheese improved it. Yeah, it's, it looks good uh, if I do say so myself, but no, sorry, <laughs> <a> cheese bun. <laughs> Only myself, the first one. You're a monster, you know that? Okay, I'm gonna be serious. I don't know if you guys caught that one. Okay, I'm done now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, we do have a huge like upgrade to our effects budget for the third movie. I won't tell you what the budget is for, but there's a reason why we needed it. Uh, people are going to make jokes about how we spent all of our money on the blank budget, and they're not going to be wrong. Uh, the boop, the boop physics. No, it's, it's all. No, about, it's not jiggle physics. It's um, all. It's all Lola diaper physics. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's the band, but he's a loaded diaper. And I was thinking, like, diaper physics, like someone <laughs> just, like, a baby physics, yes. poops. It's, it's just, it's it's just well, I don't know what the language limit is on this particular podcast. Here. What is the language limit on this 
a podcast sooner. Like, or what are we allowed to not say? Since we want to say monetize. Okay, cool. I don't get paid like, for this. Know. So, <laughs> so I spend more for cheese's sake. Is like you, you know, were getting monetized? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't, Wait, don't Alex, worry. If it, if it goes too far, just bleep it out. What terrible depraved thing were you going to tell me? Um. Oh no 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 nothing. I, I was just gonna say I was just gonna say the f word. Um, oh. But you know, <laughs> I don't you know what you know like that's allowed on this particular podcast. How dare you? I don't think that's yeah, allowed I, anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear a lot. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I should hold my tongue. Um, I'll say freaking or something. I don't know. <laughs> wow, Alex, don't you know that Disney is watching like right now? Disney probably. is always watching. They're always listening. Yeah, they're gonna. Bob, Bob Iger is gonna personally come to my house and give me <laughs> hush money, which God, uh, I hope he does because I need money. Um, <laughs> you want hush money? You have to get secrets. I know secrets. I know. I know from from you. You're the intel about the uh, unreleased footage. I'll be like, oh. hey, Bob Iger. You see, I know this. I'm gonna run to the to the press with this. Never. I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and then the, I guess the last like, like podcast question is just: Are you a fan of the of the Diary Wimpy Kid series? Yes. Um, when I when the books first came out, I was in fourth grade. I, I ate it up. It was it was very fun. Like for young people. I'm like oh my gosh this book has so many pictures i like stick figures i'm gonna read this book i did forget about it for a while but it never left my memory diary of Wimpy kid is just one of those cultural like childhood things that the 2000s kids never forget so when i first got this opportunity and they told me about this i didn't even know a Wimpy kid movie was in the works so when they told me i was working on this i I kind of got my mind blown. So it's really cool to be able to work on. That's, that is cool. But I mean, also not just books. like cool. I'm working on a movie that had such a significant 2000s kids sweep. <laughs> not only working on a movie that had such a significant impact on my childhood, but also working for the studio that had such an, a significant impact on my teenagehood. Because when I was 15, 14, I was obsessed with Ninja Turtles. Um, the 2012 3D series and the studio that I work for oh, now yeah. made that. And a lot of my coworkers, well, not a lot, but one of my coworkers actually was on that show. So Ooh. it's pretty cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That is, that is cool. Yeah. Also, I keep thinking you work directly for Disney because you said that Ninja Turtles Mike Wave, that's Nickelodeon. I'm like, oh, no, right. it's, uh, you guys I are, don't work uh, directly for uh, Disney. Uh, Bardell is an outsourced studio of sorts, so they've done stuff for Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney. Oh, well, that's cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> the the specifically because I don't know what I'll say down, but at least for the uh, that version of the Ninja Turtles, like uh, like the at least the animation quality, like the movement and all that sort of stuff, is very kinetic mm-hmm. compared to previous ones. It is it's cool. If you mean the new two D one, I don't believe that Bardell works. Out. We did the. Oh, I'm the three. I'm in the three. Oh, yeah, you're okay. talking about. <laughs> Just to make sure. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> all right. Uh, yeah. That's like all the all the questions I had. And all the questions. Anyone else can intervene. 
<laughs> if you guys are all out of questions, that's okay. I don't know how long we've been recording. It's been about an hour. It's been 56 minutes. I have one question that I was thinking about earlier, because you talk about what you did specifically for the movie, and you said a lot, so it's like, maybe I missed it, but I was going to say, did you do any of the scenes with, like, a... Uh, that involved like Ed Asner's like uh, character, uh, Grandpa. Yeah, um, okay, I don't I think I nope. did. I don't think that I animated any big sequences with him from the ground up, but I was involved with like a lot of um, retouching. Um, there was uh, a few shots with him in the shots that I did entirely, but he was just like idle animationing back there. Um, there was one clip. The there was this one shot in the retirement home, like right after Greg uh, has his little chase with the security guards in Leisure Towers, uh, and he comes back into the the grandpa's suite with, with his underwear on, um, and he sits he sits back on the table, and Roderick and Grandpa don't know he doesn't have any pants on yet. But when he reaches down for the, we need it. <laughs> Yeah, I have a funny story. No, I can't. I can't talk about it on a podcast. Okay, I'll, t- I'll tell you later. Uh, <laughs> is it the um, is it a, a boy size small thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we needed. Um, I already told Tuner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you Wait, can say it, you can say it later. <laughs> we needed a reason for Grandpa to look under the table and realize that Greg doesn't have any pants on. Um, initially. We just kind of had it to where he looked down for no apparent reason and realized he had no pants on. <laughs> and so to, to fix that, uh, we had it so where his dice, his like the dice that come out of his shaking cup, um, he like opens it and the dice fall off the table. And that causes him that. to, yeah. So that causes him to bend down and kick his dice up. And then he realizes that Greg has no pants. So I reanimated him shaking the dice and the dice falling off a table and him looking down to see if he has no pants on. I got a lot of help from my supervisor, Jeff Bowerboom, because uh, it was a little difficult, but I remember like spending a lot of time on that scene. Yeah, it's difficult, but that change is definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely called it. Like, that was a good, good thing to do for the movie. Oh, I just remember you were saying something about the VFX budget. Uh, that's not until movie three, so you guys are gonna have to wait. Oh, <laughs> we didn't have that many visual effects in Roger Rules, if I remember correctly. We, um, I think the sweat—if you ever see a character sweating—that um, was VFX. That wasn't animation. Um, if you ever see any water, obviously that is VFX. We had a few water shots, like during the, the toilet cleanup scene, and the, the shot where Larry Larkin is in the sink screaming on LSD. Uh, that's water effects. Uh, <laughs> we also had um, the the chewing gum that sticks to the phone when Greg uh, has to cut it loose. That is also gum effects. That wasn't animated. Um, we. That's uh, where all the money went to that gum effect. No, 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 that's for movie three. You guys are going to see it. I can't tell you what it is. Um, for, uh, I think that the biggest effects shot is probably the, the shot where Greg bumps into Susan and makes, like, the burgers fall over. Oh, that, yeah. Uh, that was physics. That was a physics simulation. That wasn't animation, which geez. I thank God for, because I don't think an, the animator could have handled that. That, that would have killed them. <laughs> 
yeah, so that was pretty much all the effects. We had like a few dirt effects in there, a few dust effects. But yeah. All right. Any any last question, guys? Uh, not really. It was just uh, uh, I can't think of anything. If I think of something, maybe later on, I'll ask something. I like I'm so super, much. I'm yeah. Super yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. But, yeah. Uh, then we'll call it a night. Then uh, solid. Thank you, thank you, Hannah, for for appearing my mm-hmm. podcast and talking you about your me. profession. Oh yeah. Thank you. I had a good time talking about stuff. So hey. I hope you enjoyed hearing me talk about stuff. Thank you for having me. It was really nice. Of course. It's cool. Yeah. Have a good night, everyone. In the industry, you know, and not just like, you know, arms crossed avatar talking. You know, here's why this movie is bad. Here's why this movie sucks. Oh, you mean like Ellis Mark? The game with bad takes. Ellis Mark. Everybody gets her until the cartoon avatar crosses the (laughs) (laughs) We put no effort into this. Uh, The animator should be ashamed. It's like, wow, okay. You know what? Um, He didn't say say that. It's just, just, you know, uh, not to, you know. I think think it's more so the designs than anything else. It's like a little weird because you're trying to (laughs) turn those into 3D. I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm saying that, I'm just saying it's more so like the designs are still kind of weird. Yeah. Even when the animations improve, because I will say the animation in this movie, like, stepped up from the first a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's the thing I noticed about it. I was like, did it? Because I, I didn't rewatch the first one for this, so I was like thinking, like, does it look better? Or am I just imagining it? <laughs> yeah. Better? Hannah did that. Hannah made it look better. Yeah, Hannah went up to like. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the two directors. Uh, like you went up to their office and looked them straight in the eye, and we're just like, "Hey, you know, we need to, you know, we just we just step up the, our um, game." The two D, yeah. the three D is quite strange, and it takes a lot of time to get used to. But one of the things that I absolutely love about the three D that the two D didn't have is how um, like squishy and like rosy their cheeks look i don't know something about how it's rendered it's just these characters look so lovable and huggable and they're so adorable and i really love how like how rosy their cheeks and noses are i don't know if that's random but that's just something no. i wanted to say oh, no yeah that's fine i was thinking with the mom's spe- i'm forgetting her name but the mom specifically uh or, yeah yeah or i was like <laughs> i was like thinking like i was like i like how, i don't know i was like i don't know if i i was like I like her design, but I can't tell if it's this movie that's like makes her like her design look like cute, like you know, I could like a blushy or something of it. Or I whatever. think they all um, look really cute. I think that the added even, um, even Roderick looks cute. Yeah, like, his design and not in like a hot way, like with what's uh, <laughs> the actor from the uh, Yeah, he's he's uh, oh my gosh, but yeah. <laughs> <gasps> I just just reminding me of something. What's up? Do you know the person who animated the scene where like, Roger's reaching? I don't know if I want to out them. I don't know if I want to out them, but yes, I do know who they are. And <laughs> I, did, I did show them the screenshot of that tweet that was like, what the hell is this scene? I did show him that. And he said, did you, do you think I wanted to animate that shot? And I was like, you want to every second of it. And, and then he was oh, like, the part where he pulls the things yeah. out of his. Oh, I was actually. Like, yes. Poison Ivy on his junk. Yeah, that part. Um, <laughs> oh, I was really confused when that part of the movie was happening. I was like, I was like, what's the rating for this? I'm like, oh, okay, it's just a, it's just a 
weirdly uh <laughs> i appreciate weird jokes in movies like we that needed so, something like, to make the movie pg okay like come yeah on. yeah yeah as like people, people were like mad i was like i always like i don't know it's always funny when a movie does like something like that so I, was, I wasn't one of the people who were mad at, about it if this was like if this was like something from the goonies he'd be like oh man this is this is how movies used to be back in the day now they're all woke I, he did like no like in the chat because we all chat at work he was like um hey honey what are you doing at work today oh nothing i just animated a teenager shoving money in his pants <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so not how, that's not his resume though it is this that, is, that's not how i have his career <laughs> This is where I. This is where he peaks, or they peak. Um, that's where they peak. <laughs> that subtitle: yeah. paper rustling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I knew I was forgetting another question. That's for, what's your question? Their careers that forever. My, that was my second question. Forever <laughs> scarred. About who? About if you knew the person who did that. <laughs> but yeah. He's working on the third movie with us. Yes, no, we're gonna, he's going to get to do a scene like that again. I hope so. He's going to do a scene. He's going to do a scene where the dog. No wait, that's no wait, that's dog days. That last draw. I am oh, sorry I to books. inform you, we do not have any dog characters in any. Yeah, I know stuff. because dog days. That's when the dog shows up. Because I read these books book back cool. then, and I'm thinking yeah. like. Well, the next one, the last straw. What happens in the last straw? It's been so long. The last straw? Um, I That's think after that this one. I was in the book series. But... Greg is called Fregly, and he gets kicked out of his hotel suite in his tidy whities <laughs> That's all I remember. Oh, yeah. They did that in the second one. Both of them, for some reason. I understand why this live-action one did it, because... You know, they're trying to condense certain events in there. But since this one's, like, trying to be closer to the books, I'm not sure yeah. why this one was here. Uh, what did you think was there? Oh, the, the underwear thing? Yeah, the yeah the hotel with the grandpa. I, um, I understand why it's in that live-action one, because they want to condense stuff. But okay. since this one's trying to be closer to the book, uh, I'm not sure why it was here. There's a huge plot hole, by the way, that I never brought up that... I, I don't really think it's worth bringing up, but I'm, I'm going to bring it up here because what the hell. Okay, so the reason why Greg gets caught in Leisure Towers with his underwear on um, being chased by old ladies is because he goes to the bathroom in order to change his pants because Roderick spat milk on them. Yeah. Um, and so when, uh, when Roderick tells Greg to change his pants because it looks like he pissed himself, Greg is like, I can't. Grandpa is using the bathroom. And Roderick is like, okay, well then use the one outside in the lobby. And he does. And my question is, why can't Greg just change his pants in Grandpa's suite? He doesn't have to be in a bathroom. Roderick can just look away. They're freaking brothers. Like, he doesn't have to be in a bathroom to change his pants. Because he's Roderick and he's a Ro- dickhead. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no. Also, Greg could have just waited until Grandpa was somewhere in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe Grandpa 
Oh, that's constipation or something. Uh, <laughs> Wait, oh, no, no. We, we gotta stop, we gotta stop criticizing it. If, if okay. we're, gonna, we're giving the arm crossing avatars, <laughs> we're gonna... to criticize. <laughs> that's the uh, one plot hole that I couldn't get over, but I wait. can't say anything about it because I'm like, what's the, the plot hole? The plot holes in this movie are horrible. No I yeah. focus. No I more arm crossing. Become a, you know, he, Roderick. You're um... gonna have Ellis Mark and Claymore. <laughs> Yeah, no more arm crossing. We gotta end the podcast. Everyone, bye, bye. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> what the heck, man? Damn. What? what the fuck? Uh, what happened for was... you? You want to say something? No, I'm just wondering why that happened so abruptly. What happened so abruptly? Just end the podcast just like that. End the podcast. A... Yeah, we gotta end it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I do have It'll one last like thing to say. Ended abruptly. Oh, sorry, I continue. I have one little last bit of like, useless trivia that some of you may find amusing. Uh, one of the shots that I had to re-retouch, just like a small retouch, uh, that there's the same scene where Roderick like digs in his pants, uh, where he's like sitting, when he's like lying on the on the couch with his blanket topless. I got one note saying, "Hey, can we um can we raise the blanket up higher so you can't see his nipples?" <laughs> releasing Wait, the, uh, oh, you can still see his nipples though i can see it yeah in, the no, I mean, that. in that one shot i guess the uh the composition was so weird because like he was like lying on the couch and like the the blanket was right below his nipples and so i guess they just thought it looked too weird so they wanted me to cover his nipple that's that's like a disney tradition like aladdin doesn't have nipples i think they're just like no nipples for men men, no. men don't have people don't have nipples in general you know no, roderick definitely has nipples <laughs> Oh, okay. You see, see them. You yeah. see them in the nipples. movie. It's just that one shot where <laughs> the composition looked weird. I had to cover them oh, up, which was kind of funny. Why even add nipples? You know why? Because Jeff Kinney originally drew the characters with nipples. I think that's the only reason. I know, because it was in a book that the yeah. time is like... Yeah, they, they always had like the dot, dot, nipple, and the belly button dot. Like They had to include that. I think that's the only reason... Because like when we animate these characters, when we animate these characters and they aren't rendered, uh, they don't have any detail on their bodies. Um, I'm guessing that the nipples and belly button are like a bump map because that doesn't show up on the mesh. (laughs) Makes sense. Anyway, that was like a a tangent. (laughs) The the funny tangent. I don't know. Disney censoring. I don't think we've had any huge censoring yet. Um, there was a part where we had to make Roderick less mean um, during that shot where he's calling Greg uncool uh, as he's about to go onto the Hell Show stage. His original line was that he was a loser, but I guess Disney thought that was too mean, so he just changed it to him saying uncool, which I don't understand. I really don't. I think they're the same. Lose just sounds a bit cooler to me. I can't believe this. He got the the part where Greg swears in front of his parents. Oh my god! (laughs) Release the R-rated cut. Oh my god, no! I'm all tuckered up. If you guys have no more questions... Oh, I'm, I'm good for now. If you gotta go, you could go. Gotta go, gotta go. Everyone leave. Right. I just don't want to stick around too long until the point it gets awkward. Yeah. 
Have a good night, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cable Trash Cast. And remember to remember to see my brother. Bye-bye. Remember to like and subscribe and hit the little bell notification and share this video. And remember to give me a hundred million dollar donation. Money. Bob Iger, give me money. I have ransom notes. This make me give me money. Remember the play you that make, game you made Junction and make a driver's favorite game. Junior, <laughs> hot shot. Junior, let me know That's when you stop the recording because as soon as you stop right. the recording, I'll tell the story about ball, um, ball size small. I mean, boy size small. <laughs> 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 okay, I'll stop right now.